What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode five of Inside the Feed. I had the most incredible opportunity to sit down with Landon Campbell, who's the host of the podcast In Their 20s, where he interviews top business leaders, creatives, and athletes, and so many other people. His podcast is designed for the people in their 20s, where he extracts the skills people use in their 20s. We talk about common fallacies for people in their 20s and the framework to take over this defining decade and much more. This could be one of the most fun podcasts I've ever done. I hope you guys enjoy. about yourself kind of how you got started where you're at what you do who you are for the audience to kind of know who you are of course man so my name is landon campbell i'm the host of the in their 20s podcast for the past year been interviewing influential business leaders celebrities and athletes to talk about their 20s just to give people the best advice during some crazy times um you know a lot of my friends were losing their job and uh there's just general sadness right now so uh my good friend michael and i we were looking for ways to give back and help people out and inspire. So we created this podcast and spoken to some dope people, Beto O'Rourke, uh, Tim Hart. Got an interview with the co-founder of Twitter this week. It just seems like the lineup keeps growing. The community's strong and it's been fun, man. I'm located in Chicago right now, as I mentioned, been here for about five years, graduated from DePaul University, born and raised in the Bay. A lot of love for Oakland, always going to be there. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much who I am. Amazing. Yeah, bro. I think I love your podcast. I think it's so inspiring. And there's such a marketplace for it, especially now more than ever. Like you said, the pandemic really um, kind of shook 20 year olds and made them reconsider a lot and put them in a in a negative headspace. And I think that the marketplace that you're filling is so influential and necessary for people. So walk us through like the first when you first had the idea to start the podcast and how you landed and achieved your first episode. Like, take us through that journey. Bro, that's a great question. So uh, my friend Michael and I, we used to be roommates. Uh, he unfortunately passed away last month, but uh, I'll be talking about him a lot throughout this episode because, you know, he was founder of this podcast with me, co-host for a year. We built this together, but, um, you know, we began um, our journey freshman year of college. That's when we met. Uh, we had a lot of different business ideas come up and a few of those were podcasts. I feel like a lot of people are always thinking like, okay, you know, I want to create a podcast on this or that. And that's totally fine. Anybody can create a podcast. I actually motivate my friends. I want more people to get uh, involved in podcasting, but you know, it, it can be different, difficult sometimes. And you probably clearly see that having to find guests, having to find a topic that you're really passionate about and want to talk about and can talk about for a while um, you know, creating content, everything that comes with the podcast. Cause I, I really run mine like a business, you know, we're spread across all platforms and that's been the vision since day one. But, um, you know, through the beginning of college, all these different podcasting ideas that we had, we never really fully committed. Uh, so, you know, we keep pulling ideas out of hats, but never fully committed on one idea for a show. And then COVID happened, man. Um, you know, everything just went haywire. People started losing their shit. Again, as I mentioned, like just so much sadness, anxiety, uncertainty. So it was really clear that Michael and I, um, we wanted to be able to share the stories of people, um, successful people, influential people um, who right now, you know, we always, we always talk about what they're doing right now, the success that they have today. But a lot of times we don't really focus on the bad days that they had or, you know, the days when they were coming up. 
uh, before these mm-hmm. people were running for president of the United States or before these people were playing basketball alongside Michael Jordan or before these people were investing in Uber. Like we've just been so curious about what they were doing in their 20s. So we started small. You know, we started within our own network. It was literally professors that we had in college that we really loved. And um, then we went on to people that we worked with, you know, that we interned with. And there was so much rejection at the beginning, which is completely fine, man, because with anything in life, podcast, you know, trying to get a record deal, trying to get into a school or get a job, you're going to have so much rejection. And I don't think that's something that people should be afraid of. You need to go through, yeah, you you need to get get through the rejection, uh, you know, eyes forward, just keep moving forward. And now we're fortunate because we reach out to people and people know what we do and know what we're bringing with this series. So, um, yeah, again, it's just crazy to reflect on the past year. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of growth um, and just a lot of early success we've seen. Totally. And before I respond, uh, my heart goes out to Michael, you, your team, friends and family. That's so tragic. Um, And it's just, you know, it's tough. And. I'm just grateful that you guys are continuing to push the mission forward and probably even doing it more and more and uh, add more fuel to the fire. But definitely, you know, my heart and prayers go out to the friends and families of Michael. Um, so before I respond, I just got to get that off my chest because that's some real stuff. Yeah. That's the only important stuff. But um, but yeah, I think, you know, with the podcast and what you're doing is it, there's a lot of crossover with mine. And my whole, my whole thing behind this podcast is like kind of like going inside the feed, like knowing more about the people that we actually pay attention to because everyone has a story at the end of the day. It's like Logan Paul. Okay. Logan Paul is one of the biggest social influencers, but he wasn't just always a social influencer. He was a kid from Ohio and now he's out in Hollywood. Like what are the steps and necessary tactics that he took to get him to where he was? And I think kind of like exposing this unique decade of the twenties really uh, sets you up for those thirties and forties, maybe not monetarily, but definitely spiritually and emotionally. And like you said, dealing with rejection is something that um, you can't be afraid of. You know, that is something that you have to keep pushing forward. And the more that you're used to it, the better you can hone in on that skill and, you know, make make it something, you know, a strength. Um, But what are some of the things that you see 20 year olds face? Like in your network, your community on a micro or macro level, what are some of the things that, you know, you think 20 something year olds really do face that they really need to understand? Yeah, Andrew, that's a great question. Uh, something that I see so often, just because we, you know, a lot, just our generation, we're all over social media, you know, we're constantly tapped in with what our friends are doing, uh, what our peers are doing. Uh, something I notice is so many people in my network, uh, you know, they weren't, they won't pursue a passion or try something new or take a risk because frankly, they're embarrassed of how it, you know, it might perceive within the public or how it may, may, may make them look. Um, and people are always asking me for similarities between the guests that I've had on and something that, because again, every interview has been so different, but something that I have seen so many of our guests say is that you can't, you can't really give a fuck about what people think. All these people that I've spoken with, they had a passion, they had a skill, they had something that they really were in love with in their twenties. And they had so many people telling them, maybe don't pursue that. All right. There's no money there, or you're going to fail because someone's already doing that. Uh, but they just, again, ignored the criticism, ignored the hate. They kept pushing forward. 
And now all these people, I mean, the majority of these people, they're billionaires, they're trendsetters, they're innovators, they're creators. Um, they're just so well known in their craft because they didn't care so much about what other people think. So yep. when I tell people that, you know, I'm always saying like, don't care so much in your 20s. I don't mean be an asshole. I don't mean like, don't be authentic and genuine, care about what other people are doing. Always look to bring value to a situation. Like, you know, I, I, I love learning about what other people are doing. I'm as real as it gets. Um, I'm always, I always want to see other people do awesome things. Um, and, you know, it makes me feel good to see people um, just, you know, change the game. But again, when I say don't care so much, I mean, like, if you have something you're passionate about, um, you don't have to see success in the first few days. You don't have to listen to um, people telling you to just stop it and, you know, don't get involved in that. I just think you got to push through it. And that's when the magic really happens. Yeah, totally. And I think kind of like exactly, I think with the way that things are set up now with social media, it's so hard to not care what people think because the game yeah. is try to make people care what you think. And it's like this constant like downward spiral of everything. But, you know, one of the things I'm going to refer to a lot is when I first moved out to Los Angeles like two years ago, I was gifted to this book. And I don't know if you read it, but it's called The, the De Defining Decade. And I got this book when I was 20 years old. And yep, it's that's a good book. Great book. So I'm going to like, you know, refer to it a lot. And I think one of the main things that they talk about in that book is that you're not supposed to have it figured out in your 20s and 100%. not even in your 30s and 40s. But it, it's a game. Life's a game. And you have to constantly just keep working on your vision and kind of back what you're saying is uh, not caring what people think. And I think that goes back to, you know, just being tunnel vision and just being able yeah. and accepting and just being able to keep going through all the noise and not face rejection. And of course, all of this is easier said than done, like you mentioned. But like, what are some things that you think that people could take so they don't, you know, so, so they can put those blinders on and have tunnel vision and not care what other people think? Yeah, bro, that's a great question. I mean, personally, I'm just like so... I'm a, I'm a natural learner. Like I love absorbing information. I love being a sponge um, because there are so many things out there that I just like don't know. I don't understand. And I'm proud not always having to be, you know, the smartest person in the room because, you know, there are so many people that just specialize in things that I don't know about. I just love listening. I love learning. That's what makes In Their 20s so much fun. I get to literally just sit down and it's almost like I'm serving, I'm, I'm a middleman. I mean, I'm, you know, serving the public all this great advice. But in addition, I also get to learn. I'm, you know, I'm also one of the first people to hear the advice. So I'm just so fortunate to be in a position to interview these people. But just on the subject of learning, um, you know, someone I just interviewed a few days ago just said this, you know, you learn in your 20s and you earn in your 30s. Um, you know, I, throughout college, I had 10 internships. I was so motivated just to try different things. Again, like things that I didn't understand, things that I've never focused on or wasn't learning in the classroom, um, just because I knew within my own roadmap, each of the skills that I'd be able to gain in all these industries, you know, it would make sense at the end. And, um, you know, I was a public relations major in college. So I took the finance internships, the marketing, the advertising, um, everything. And now, you know, running a podcast, I kind of use everything every single day. Um, so, and I've really also, cause we have our internship and, you know, we have people that work with us with, uh, within, in their twenties, um, in the brand. And that's another thing that I've learned as a leader, you know, I'm always looking for people 
um, hiring people that are smarter than me. I mean, I think every CEO needs to really want that. You want to be surrounded with people that are smarter than you because that's how you learn. So again, I'm just like so motivated by learning. Um, I'm a huge advocate for just trying new things. And I think that's just crucial advice in your 20s. Learn in your 20s, earn in your 30s. Love that. That, that That's a great quote. Definitely remember that one. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things that, you know, I personally face, and I'm sure many 20-year-olds and 20-something-year-olds have faced this, is that this word passion, like, what are you passionate about? Yeah. And when I, when I hear that, I honestly kind of get nervous. And I'm like, oh, God damn, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm passionate about. And, and, and I think it goes right in with what you just said about trying new things and just taking, taking new things and just trying to build and find your narrative through your interests and talents. Like, you know, one way I like to phrase it is like, what stories are you going to be telling at dinner and, or coffee yeah. dates? Like, what, what are those key takeaways that you're going to take with you and you know how can you build on that how can you you know push the the needle forward how can you move it into your direction more and as i mentioned before you know it's creating your vision it's not having it but it's you know how can you go from 21 to 22 and you learn a little bit just a little bit more about yourself and i yeah, think and, yeah go no, ahead. Andrew, 100 and just while we're talking about passion because again like you got me fired up with this conversation like i just love thinking about uh you know the meaning of joy and like how to find passion. And um, I just want to share this with your audience. This is something that I learned uh, last year. I interned for Cameo. Um, I don't know if you know what Cameo is with that company where you can uh, get uh, personalized video messages from your favorite celebrity. Yep. Yep. Chance to work with them, you know, like early, 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 um, you know, close with their founder and founding team. Um, and now of course they're a unicorn billion dollar company, but I had a chance to sit down with Steve Galanis, one of the three founders, and um, we were just talking about passion um, and joy. And he gave me this great advice, and I've just used this ever since. Um, he introduced me to this philosophy called Ikigai. Um, it's this Japanese philosophy that literally means, um, you know, your your being, so your reason for being. Um, so it's a Venn diagram with four circles. And it pretty much says if you're able to encompass each of these four things I'm about to mention, you'll find your reason for being, aka, you know, your passion. Uh, number one, you need to do something that you're good at. Uh, do something that the world needs. Do something that you can get paid for. Um, and the number four is you need to do something that uh, you're good at. So one more time, do something that you're good at. Do something that you love. Do something that the world needs and do something that you can get paid for. Um, and if you're able to do those four things, you'll really find your reason for being. So whenever I take on new, involved in new things, um, because, you know, I'm constantly being offered, um, exciting things to get interested in and about and involved in, I always literally just write that down on a post-it note and, um, just reflect on, you know, whether or not this matches my personal ikigai. Um, so what that means is everything I'm doing right now, my podcast, my full-time job, my uh, things I got going on the side. Uh, I'm doing it because I'm following my uh, reason for being. Wow. I love that. I think that is just blank, just so like tactical. It's so practical. It's literally just, you know, have these four things and you'll be okay. You'll be good. You'll, you'll, exactly. you'll be on your way. I love that. So yeah. before we move forward with, you know, other 20 year olds, let's talk about you. Like, how did you get into this? Because I'm so about the mission statement and in their yeah, 20s, yeah. I think it's so positive. 
how did you, um, you know, take me through your journey? Like, what, why, why are you interested in this stuff? Is there anything that you could point to? Why? Yeah, bro. Um, so like, I just love storytelling. Um, it really just is that simple. I was super involved in theater in high school um, as a director as well. Um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on the stage, but I really love putting the pieces together. Uh, so that's why I really uh, levitated more towards directing um, and helping people, you know, feel emotions and just putting the show together and watching from backstage, honestly, brought me much more joy um, than acting. But um, I've always just been creative. I've always been so intrigued with storytelling. Um, and just I love. I moved to Chicago originally to pursue theater. Um, I moved to Chicago, though, I didn't know anybody in the city. And I just felt like it was uh, it fit well into the theme to try something new. So I put theater aside and I ended up majoring in PR, as I mentioned, and communications. I felt like there were a lot of skills, extractable skills I could take from theater um, and bring to this new industry. And also, I've always had a passion for entrepreneurship. So it's just a clear fit. Um, but still, you know, always in the background, like just always intrigued by stories and all these people I've worked with, are just hearing their personal journeys. And, um, you know, Michael also just such a natural storyteller. Um, we shared this thing in common. We love uh, biopics. So that's our favorite movie genre. Biopics are movies about other people played by other people. So like the founder of Social Network. Uh, the Jobs, so, Steve Jobs movie. So, I mean, you know, just always so intrigued. Social um, Network, one of my favorite movies. So, goaded movie. So good. Um, <laughs> so fucking good. But, um, yeah, so it's funny. Completely different hosts. I felt like I, um, I'm, i like, more, um, you know, like, kind of all over the place sometimes. Like, I can improvise during these interviews. Like, I like the natural conversation. Michael, he'd bring, like, the structure, uh, yep. seriousness, um, and that's like what made us so compatible as um, hosts and storytellers. But again, like the root of it, we just love sharing stories. Um, but yeah, that's what makes In Their 20s so much fun. I mentioned earlier, like anybody can create a podcast. You just need to find something that you're passionate about and can talk about for an hour. Uh, well, my thing that I can talk about for an hour is other people. Like, you know, I love hearing other people's stories. Um, even being on, you know, your show today, it's different. I don't do this often, but uh, um, it's just so much fun, man. Like being on the Let's other go. side of it. Yeah, Love just that. like, um, yeah, it, it's great. Storytelling's amazing. Um, and I just knew, I, I never knew it was going to be through a podcast. I never knew in their 20s was going to get this big and, you know, um, this successful and never could have imagined we'd be speaking with all these dope people. But uh, yeah, I knew deep down, like, that I'd be doing something um, having to do with storytelling and uh, helping, you know, really put the next generation, um, giving them the best advice they need and then also inspiring. Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And just to kind of, you know, a question to ask you is, you mm -hmm. know, I think one of the things that are kind of overlooked in people's journeys that I've noticed, even through my own podcast is like, yeah, you know, I went to Chicago and I decided to go to Chicago because I wanted a fresh start. And then I was like, eh, I don't want to do theater anymore. Um, what was that like? Did, was it good? Was it coming from a negative place? Or was it like, did you feel like you had pressure to pursue that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when people do different things and make changes, like people are scared yeah. to change for you. Was that fearful or did it feel very a high pressure environment or was it kind of natural and organic? Bro, I, I think change is so comfortable, but also like I don't live every single day like, OK, like I got to do the next thing and, you know, I got to do this and like change this around. I, I just think it's healthy and like, you know, it's something that you shouldn't be afraid of. But 
you know, I like um, so open with myself. Like I love self-reflection. Um, I don't like to bottle things in. I love to talk about things with other people, hear everything out loud, um, you know, like through that's me talking within myself or like to other people. But what I say by that is that like I, I'll know if I'm not happy doing something. Um, and I'll look to change it. And, you know, with theater, for example, like I loved it. It wasn't that I wasn't happy doing it. Um, I'm always going to be super passionate about theater, but I just like, you know, again, internally, I felt like, look, I've gained so many skills in this one thing. Um, I have spent over 10,000 hours pursuing it. 10,000 hours supposedly is, you know, mastery. So then I felt like that was like a time where I um, was able to be honest with myself and say, look, like what's next or like, what's the pivot um, you know, moving to a new city again, like helped with that. But um, I just, you know, I was open with myself there. And, um, you know, right now, podcasting is the thing. In a few years, who knows, maybe I'll be like, all right, I, I can use this opportunity to pivot to something else. But what I mean by all this is you don't want to rush your personal process, but you do need to be open and honest and transparent with yourself. Um, just of like, you know, what you're doing right now. want to be in the next five to 10 years as well. Um, that's super important. Like you got to live in the moment. You got to focus on the day to day, but you also need to have a plan for the future as well. Um, Absolutely. You know, life, yeah, life is chestnut checkers, man. Like it's just, you got to be strategic, but some things go unplanned and that's totally fine. Um, you know, new job opportunities will come up for people. This will happen, that will happen and you got to adjust and that's completely fine. Yeah. And I think like, you know, one word to sum up what you just said and just to simplify is just vulnerability. I yep. think that you, like you said, you're open to yourself, not vulnerability in this, in the sense of like emotionally, but that you laid it all on the line in terms of, you know, what got you to one point and you reflected and you opened yourself up, but it wasn't coming from any sort of negative space. It was like, exactly. what's next? It was more of like a positive vulnerability, yeah. which I think is uh, very important. And I think that, you know, spurred in the right direction, you know, we're having the conversation now because of this, this the decision you just made. And exactly. it, it's, it's amazing. It's honestly incredible. Um, so let's talk about like your podcast. Um, yeah. You know, that we, we talked about how you started it and kind of, you know, touched on what it's about. But, you know, walk me through some of the, the highest moments of your podcast, what type of guest you had, anything that, you know, when you think of in their 20s, let's talk about it. Yeah, man. So just thinking about like some uh, moments, because, you know, I don't, um, you know, like I, we've had some super exciting things happen, but, uh, you know, I don't like to celebrate success for too long. I mean, yeah, like we'll promote ourselves and like, you know, share things publicly, like, you know, that are growing with the brand. But you know, I'm, I'm constantly thinking like, um, you know, I know we've said this before, but like, what's next? You know, like, what else can we add to the show? What other guests can we go after? Um, what partnerships can we build? What's next? I mean, because that's how we build, man. And that's something that Michael and I were focused on since day one with the show. Uh, just build, 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 build. Um, get, you know, media coverage, get top of the line guests. Um, you know, we wanted to build an internship program. A lot of, a lot of the pieces also like, you know, we're putting in the place and plan to happen, but that's just the beauty of life. But again, like the main thing that we were focused on was building um, since day one and some key moments, I'd say like, I think um, Michael and I, we've always had such high hopes for the show. Um, I've had so many people like today ask me like, did you picture getting this big? And I say, yeah, of course, you know, you, you need to have confidence in yourself and believe in yourself hundred percent. But um, I think there were some cool moments like, 
that really helped um, us build notoriety with the public, at least like having Beto O'Rourke on, um, you know, in the time when uh, during the presidential race as well, like he taking his time out of his day to um, come on to Incredible. our show, spend extra time as well, like go over. That was awesome. I think that really like woke a lot of people up and said, okay, these guys are serious. Like they're doing this podcast thing. Um, and that was a big moment. Our internship, man, has meant so much to me. Like, like that, that has been one of the most rewarding things, not just, you know, in the past year, but like I'd say like fulfilling within my life. I mean, I value internships so much. I told you I had 10 in college. I think they're so important. Um, you know, just that experiential learning. I'm a huge believer for that. Um, I just think every student needs to have an internship and be exposed and make connections with that. So again, to have my own though now, um, where it's so unique, it's a podcasting and business development internship. Um, it's a global remote based internship. So right now we have, um, 11 students on, um, college students. We got Brazil, we got the United States, we got Indonesia, like we're spread around, man. And this is the second one we've done. The first one we've had, um, we had students from India and like Asia, I mean, like everywhere. Um, and we let them just, you know, really have responsibility and control as well. Um, Cause you know, we're, we're, we're a startup. So the things that um, our interns are working on um, today, like, you know, who knows, we could be implementing and keeping these things on for months and years to come. So they're doing some really important things. They're making content. They're reaching out to our guests um, they're making questions. They're creating their own podcast as well. Something they're always going to have their name on. Um, and the skills, the podcasting skills are just going to help them be so unique in a competitive job market. Um, Andrew, like clearly you got your show. I know you believe in podcasting and audio. I'm the same way. Like I just read a statistic, 41% of us Americans over the age of 12 consider themselves to be monthly podcast listeners. I don't wow. think that number is going to decrease. That's only going to go up and up. We got Clubhouse, we got social audio rooms. Like, bro, like it's podcasting and audio is just such an authentic way to connect with people. Um, you know, I was just talking about this with one of my guests a few days ago. Like, you know, people fall asleep on the phone with their girlfriends at night. And like, that's just like audio or people listen to music and, you know, their life's changed over a song now. Like, I think audio and podcasting, like just the root of so much inspiration and impact. So um, I know I was long, but I don't think that's going anywhere. But what I meant by all this is. No, no, no you're good, bro. Interns. I'm I'm there yeah. with you. I'm exactly there with you. I'm, yeah, man. So what I meant though, like, to give these interns audio and podcasting uh, skills is just, that's really special to me. Um, and what else, man? Um, you know, we got um, just the support that we've uh, had from not just the DePaul community, but the Chicagoland community. Um, the place where we built this show um, means a lot to me um, to be featured in the Tribune um, last uh, earlier this month, um, a yep. piece that they wrote and dedicated to my friend, Michael meant a lot to me and will always mean so much to me. Um, people are always going to be able to Google Michael Holmes for the rest of time and see the impact that he had, read about some stories. And, um, you know, I just, I'm 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 a, I'm a child of the internet. So like, I just can't explain and put into words how much that means like that. He's a part of history forever. Um, yep. No exaggeration. I think that's huge. And um, the three to four like big things. And, but as I mentioned earlier, like what's next, like I'm excited to interview uh, 
Twitter co-founder this Thursday. And, um, oh, wow. you know, I'm excited to just do some big things in the coming uh, weeks, months and years. Yeah, bro. Keep pushing. I'm here for it. Um, Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Absolutely incredible, Landon. Um, one of the things, you know, one of the key major takeaways I got from that, that kind of just gives me goosebumps when I think about it is something that you nailed on the head that I think a lot of people need to understand is like just doing something bigger than yourself. Like you said, um, you know, you, you're opening your doors up for an internship and then you said, podcast business development global remote like if i heard yeah. those words like i would just be like is this a dream is this like that's that's incredible what like the opportunities you're able to provide to people you know it's something bigger than yourself like who knows like and that's the goal right is to have your interns um start their own thing and just be more creative with themselves and be honestly more confident because just like like you said internships are huge i'm a huge advocate of them i love you know just you know, spending your time and trying something because at the end of the day, it's not necessarily what you're good at, but it's like what you don't like to do is exactly really how you find out where you want to go. And I think exactly with internships and things that you're building is absolutely incredible. And uh, I just want to applaud you on that. And like, if I saw those words in college, I would be right on that. <laughs> yeah, love to hear that, man. Yeah, I, I wish this internship was around when I was in school too. <laughs> I know, um, right? but yeah, you know, that's what life's all about, man. Like, you don't have access to something then you got to make sure the next person line has access to that or um you know you inspire people and as you're doing with your show too um and i, I think like you gotta life's about inspiring man that's the highest act of you know i think personally like being a human highest act i think nipsey said that in the statement but uh, i think it's the highest human act is to inspire uh, and I really believe 100%. in that. And, um, it just, it's special making this uh, show. Yeah. And, um, you know, the premise of this podcast, keep it short, concise. We could riff all day about this, but um, we can always take this offline either way. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of the things I think that you really have a special opportunity is, is like you said, that you're, you are talking with incredible people about their mm -hmm. 20s. So let's talk about those incredible people talking about the 20s. Yeah, yeah. So what are some, um, so first off, like who are some of your favorite guests that you had on so far? Some of the biggest ones just. Ooh. Okay. So that's a great question. Um, as for like, um, biggest guests. So, I mean, we had the most powerful woman in banking. Uh, so like, I mean that, for example, man, like just hearing Forbes and all these people in publications call Kathy Besson, that's her name. Um, the most powerful woman in banking. Um, is amazing. But like Michael and I, we were just so curious about what the hell she was doing in her 20s. Like th those are the stories that we're sharing. Yep. Um, I feel like we need to be looking up to these people. These are the role models that we need to be looking up to um, that have done some kick-ass things. So we just wanted to extract what they did in their 20s. And it's, it's really, it's that simple. So Kathy Bassant, you know, she's the chief operations and technology officer at B of A. They actually posted our interview to their like 1.9 million followers on socials and that was great um so that was a big one um i'd say um gary vaynerchuk's brother aj um amazing guy aj vaynerchuk man so he and gary like started vayner media from nothing and have grown it into a 100 million dollar business um and right now aj is the ceo and co-founder of vayner sports they are like huge believer in um, being advocates for athletes um, on, you know, a professional, but then also a college level, um, which is really, really important. Um, and also they're a big believer in 
um, you know, like the NFT space as well. So, um, you know, speaking with AJ about all of that was really special. Um, Jewel Burks, I'd say she was another big one. Jewel Burks, um, she is the uh, head of um, startups in the U.S. for Google. Um, and she sold her company to Amazon in her 20s. So wow. another example, like those are the that's the those are the skills I wanted to extract with that interview. Like, how did you sell your company to Amazon in your 20s? Um, because yeah. there are so many people, probably a lot of people, you know, in your audience listening right now that like are founders and would love to sell a company to Amazon. So, um, you know, those are the types of stories that I wanted to, um, you know, really focus on. And the last one, because again, like I, you know, I, I hate like picking favorites and every interview has been so immensely different. Everybody has such a unique background and, um, you know, way of, you know, that led to success. But just I, I'd say a, the last interesting story was uh, Darius Fleming. Uh, he's the head of sports partnerships at Cameo. I used to work with him and he won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. He played with the Patriots, wow. he played with the 49ers um, and, you know, won a Super Bowl. So I just thought this was such an interesting story because it was um, about his transition from the NFL to corporate America. And, um, you know, we focus on athletes, him, Tim Hardaway. And, you know, you don't have to be an athlete to um, really connect with his story or Tim Hardaway's story um, or the other athletes that we've interviewed. Or, you know, frankly, anybody we've interviewed, every story kind of is for everybody. Um, because while people have followed these specific um, roads and, you know, they're in specific industries, um, their, their stories, everybody can connect to their stories. So I've been able to connect to our restaurant owners, our newscasters, our poets, our nonprofit founders, a lot of things that I'm currently not doing. You still connect to it because a story is a story. Yeah, hundred percent. That that's incredible. That's a that's a big track record. So keep yeah. going, dude. <laughs> I'm you, excited man. to Thank see. You. Thank uh, you so much, bro. Yeah, man. Who's on your hit list? Who's like the if you if you did you write someone down and circled it a million times about who's the goal for the podcast? I'm I'm gonna get Elon. I'm gonna get Elon one day. Oh gosh. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, we're close, man. Like we, you know, yeah. Jason Calacanis, who we just interviewed, is one of his best friends, and um, actually, like, was um was with Elon during his SNL, um, like backstage oh, wow. with Elon. He helped write like a bunch of the jokes, like Elon. Um, one of the first Teslas ever sold was to Jason and Jason came on the show. Like it was so dope, man. Like, cause I, I've known about Jason for years and he's like one of my uh, role models, man. And just a great investor guy invested in Uber when everybody doubted it. Like, I mean, you know, he flipped a hundred thousand dollars and turned into a hundred million. Like he's just a genius. And uh, yeah. to be able to interview him, he also is like the host of one of my favorite podcasts besides mine and yours, um, the All In podcast. <laughs> um, you know, I um, just, yeah, interviewing him was great. But I'm just saying like, um, I really believe in like network effect. So meaning like we've just created the spider web and like a lot of people that we've interviewed know each other. And like uh, Jewel, who sold her company to Amazon, is an investor in Ruben Harris um, and his company who I just interviewed and will be posting soon. Um, like we just got all these connections everywhere. So I think, um, you know, something's going to eventually, um, uh, tap Elon on the shoulder and hopefully we can uh, make that happen. Yeah, that's incredible. And I think, you know, um, you know, with you having all these guests and these high level people, you know, coming back and, you know, like you said, extracting the skills of their twenties, which I think is the best way to put it. 
I think you're, you're, I think what you're doing is like, you're on this crazy, you're on your, well on your way to like creating this algorithm of what it takes to be doing in your twenties um, from all these high level people. So what are some of the commonalities you've seen from all the guests? Is there anything that kind of like sticks out where you heard, you know, AJ Vaynerchuk say that and all these other people that you've had on your podcast, have you, is there any like key takeaways or similarities that cross over from guest to guest where you're like, you know what? that's something that a 20 year old might actually need more than the other, other ones, or is it very different? No, I, I, so I actually have like a good answer. It's not directly the answer to your question, but um, I think this is actually going to be like really helpful for your audience. Um, And actually a few people have said this. So first I'll like say the advice, Um, you know, obviously like we're all in this crazy time right now, this pandemic. um, And I know there are so many people in their twenties that are stressing like, damn, like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I haven't been working for the past few months or, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this or that because of these times. And, you know, I'm going to be messed up. You know, my career is going to be completely thrown off, um, you know, for the rest of time. And a lot of people that I've spoken with have really stressed the fact that we're all in this together. So 20 somethings, people in their sixties, people I've interviewed, like we're all literally experiencing this for the first time together. Nobody has yeah. the answers. Yep. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, so what, you know, Kathy Bassan and a lot of these people and AJ, um, the two you mentioned, like what a lot of people have said is just don't give yourself such a hard time. Um, and just like, again, be open. It's okay that like everything doesn't make complete sense right now. Um, but again, take advantage of the time. So what I mean by that now is just looking at everybody I've interviewed They've all set aside time, you know, to speak with me and Michael, um, and they've just been so open to advice. So if I, which I am, I'm in my 20s, I would take advantage of the times, meaning this. I'd be reaching out to, you know, people um, that, you know, just you find on LinkedIn or, you know, entrepreneurs that you really like or, um, you know, like anybody. This is the time to reach out to people and just be like, hey, like, I'd love to hear your story or like, you know, get advice or like see if you have any advice. Let's say I want to apply to this company that you work at. You should be reaching out to like, you know, the like the chief marketing officer of, you know, a company that you want to apply for because right? you'd be surprised how willing they are to maybe set aside 30 minutes just on a quick Zoom call and give you advice. Um, so I, I hope that was clear. Like now is the time to um, really take advantage of the moment that we're in and realize that people are more willing to help uh, than you probably realize. Wow. <laughs> That's really well said. Um, yeah. And I think you're right, man. I think a cold DM or cold email is just by starting this podcast is talking yeah. a lot. And honestly, a lot of people reciprocate that and people are always yes. willing to lend a helping hand. And 100%. if they don't, don't think it, move on. Yes, you know, it's all yeah, good. If they don't fuck them, like just onto the yeah. next one at that point. Exactly. Like, I've, I've learned like, you know, there were a lot of people that turned us down early and like, um, you know, like I was upset about it at the beginning, but now a few of them have like asked, Hey, like want to make an episode happen? And I'm like, nah, like I don't really have to honestly um, at this point. So I think like, don't take rejection too um, heavy, like, you know, just, it's yeah. fine. Like, just on to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I learned is like, sometimes most of the time the guests are, you know, at the end of the day, they're not necessarily doing it for you. They're kind of doing it for themselves because it's something that they could do to give back. Like we said earlier in the episode was, you know, do something bigger than yourself. And, you know, and a lot of these eyes and a lot of the people that we're talking to 
are emotionally intelligent and they're aware of kind of like what their actions and kind of their intention. And I think a lot of their intention is I have a lot of good things that I can offer other people. And, exactly. You know, any way to open that door. Exactly. Yeah. So what, so what's next for you? You keep talking about what's next. What is next? Yeah, man. So, um, anything, of course, like, we're going to keep, yeah, we're going to keep building the show. Um, keep building the community, keep listening to our uh, network. That's been like super helpful. Like, I love it when people reach out and say, hey, like, can you interview a first generation college student or can you interview a Olympic gymnast? Like, you know, I, I, we need to hear from the community because um, that really helps us create the best content. We're going to keep that going. Um, internship. We're looking to do about like three to four of those a year. Still trying to finalize that. But, uh, you know, we're on our second one right now, our spring internship. Um, and then we'll do a summer and, um, you know, we're excited for that. And also, uh, I'm working on this really exciting project. Um, it's called Basil. Um, Andrew, I know you know about Basil, yep. but I'll break it yeah, down yeah. briefly for the audience. Like, you know, man, we were just talking about how important audio is and podcasting. I think podcasting is one of the best ways to build your brand, connect with audiences that care, um, and really just share interesting stories. Like where else do you have a medium where you have 30 minutes to an hour of someone's attention? You know, literally, um, yeah. you know, I know there's movies and stuff, but I mean, I can listen to a podcast when I'm working out. I can listen to a podcast on my morning commute, um, as probably a lot of people listening to this one. So what we're doing, we're connecting um, the best shows. Uh, we're connecting the best shows with emerging voices. So anybody can be on a podcast as a guest. Um, and also shows wow. should not have to stress about finding guests. It should be much easier. And I know that, you know, because it is difficult at times. So we've built this awesome community. It's growing every single day um, where we're connecting guests with shows. Shows get these guests for free. Um, my favorite F word and um, guests. We are getting you on your first show for free as a guest. And then right now, every booking after that is $15. So you know, in a, in a time when people cool. are paying for Instagram followers and clout, which right. is fine. I think like, why not just be on a podcast? Why, why not talk on a podcast? Yeah. So that's Basil. Every, everyone, everyone's unique. Yeah, that's Basil. That's cool. Yeah, um, man. Landon, I'm here for it all, bro. I'm here for you. I'm here for every step that you do. And I'm watching you and I'm learning from you. And I'm so excited to see what you do in the future. Podcast is crushing everything you're doing for other people. Basil, all this good stuff, man. And Bro, I had such a good time. Andrew, you're the man. This was dope, bro. Like, uh, again, yeah. like, not often I'm on the other side of it, but uh, this was <laughs> for sure the most enjoyable. And your show is dope. Um, the guests that you've had on are super exciting. Um, you know, I've been seeing the, um, you know, uh, the BitCloud stuff that you've been doing on the side, like, and connecting uh, to your show. Yep. Um, so that's super cool. Um, and just excited for this episode to air, man. Really excited. Yeah, man. Back at you. Um, we'll keep in touch, bro. Take care. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, follow us on Instagram at Inside the Feed Podcast and let us know what you liked and what you want to see from us. Once again, thank you.